Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, wow. don't hurt them. Especially Always just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Wow. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, folks. Your new morning show. It's your girl Soy bringing you. Stimulating conversation to the Blue Nation. It's always a joyous occasion in the cafe. Drink on it, think on it. Let's talk now. If soy means I am, therefore you are beautiful, intelligent, confident, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested and rested while you have real talk on Coffee Talk with Soy. Welcome to the cafe where you can be unapologetically you. Stop brewing right now. Stop brewing with us. What's up, B? Good morning to you. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Everything is everything is well. Uh, I can't complain. Um, no, I feel like it's been forever since we since we rocked the mic together. So um, I, I I think that we're gonna have something kind of crazy and kind of lit for for today. But um, fatherhood is awesome. Uh, the baby is now three months and some change. It's about to be four months. And um, this month is my birthday month. So anybody trying to celebrate um, with me, feel free to celebrate, post. Um, I'll be having a couple of parties um, somewhere. I don't know. Got a couple of surprise parties getting thrown for me. So I'll, I'll shoot that on Facebook somewhere, somehow. Um, and then we go from there. You know, just pop up on me. I'm, you know, I'm accessible. So we'll do it like that. I love birthdays. I mean, I mean, I think there's nothing more like than celebrating yourself. Uh, I just finished celebrating my birthday season last month. Shout out to all the birthdays. Yeah, we drank. It was the whole month. I, yeah. Yes, yes. We kind of friends on a couple of days, a couple maybe a couple of weeks uh, into the Libra season, but uh, it, it's a good time. You know, it's a good time. So if this is your lonely Libras. Balance that scale. Do your thing. Celebrate you. You only get one birthday, B. You only get one. You only get one. I mean, you get you, you get plenty. You just get one a year. <laughs> no, you get plenty of reasons to celebrate, but you only got one birthday. You get plenty of reasons to celebrate, and and I sometimes I don't think people do do enough to celebrate themselves. You know, that's all. That's all. I agree with that. I agree with that. The more you celebrate yourself, the more you can celebrate other people and other things, you know. So I, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. So, um, oh, and by the way, so I will also, oh, no, tell me. I was just going to say celebrate don't, all, don't always mean, you know, partying, y'all. You know, celebrate means, you know, just 
recognizing yourself, whatever that is. Sometimes we ignore ourselves all year round because we're so busy servicing other people, taking care of the family, the kids, you know, making sure your job is straight, your career, and, and we don't really deal with, you know, ourselves outside of all those things. So, so that's all. I'm just saying just pay attention to yourself, recognize you, kind of see where you are, and um, and do you, whatever that means. <laughs> do you. Big facts. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. So you were about to say, you about to make a big announcement? Yeah, so I'm going to Jamaica. Um, mm-hmm. Is going to be my second time going to Jamaica, but I haven't been to Montego Bay. So I'm going to Montego Bay. Last time I went to Kingston, so this is it's pretty. I'm pretty excited. Oh. You know, you got to tell me all about that. Jamaica is um, is on my bucket list. I have never been to Jamaica. I have, and I really? love Jamaican food. I've never been to Jamaica. I've never been to Jamaica. Every time it was time for me to go, something came up. And I had either moved the trip or postponed the trip, but I haven't been to Jamaica. I think the last time I was planning to go there, um, there was some kind of weather issue, and then, and then I had to change my destination. So I haven't been. Does anybody want to take oh, wow. me to Jamaica? Y'all know how to reach me. <laughs> right. Y'all know how to reach yeah. me. Yeah. And nobody trying so to, like, you know, man, we ain't trying to hear that shyness now. <laughs> no, I'll be ready. I, look, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Fast forth okay. on lot. I mean, you don't need much in Jamaica. Matter of fact, you know what my new, um, what I'm doing now is that I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy what I need when I get there. You know, that's what I'm at. That's what I want. So I want to travel light, travel right. When I get there, uh, you know that's what I'm trying. You know what I do? I'll be honest with you. Here's here's my here's my secret, right? Here's my secret. I make sure I go for the um. I make sure I go for the resort. So, um, you know, you want to get resorts that have maybe like all inclusive packages. Not maybe, but definitely have all inclusive packages. If they have all inclusive packages, you want to you want to get with um. A resort that maybe even offers airfare as well, like you know, like a like a flight, like a flight package as well. So if you do that, well, basically what you've done is you've essentially taken care of everything that you're going to need in one fell swoop. So you've taken care of air, you've taken care of your, um, you know, your drinking and your eating, and now all you have to do is just have fun. You literally don't have to worry about anything else. So that's a good point. Um, yeah, so that that's that's my that's that's my um little, little cheat sheet there. You know, I, I make sure that I, I do all inclusive, always. There's absolutely no reason for me to go out of the country if I'm going anyway. Like now now the flip side to that is that when I do Airbnbs and stuff like that, like when I like when we went to Cuba, I'll do an Airbnb but everything was so cheap out in Cuba that, you know, I didn't need a resort. Okay. That's a that's a that's a good way. That's a that's an option. Um, but I, I got one better for you than that. Um my uh my girlfriend Joanne, uh, who has been our travel consultant for years and, and we travel in groups, our groups have been from 
two to four to six up into 26 people that we've even traveled out of the country um, for a matter of 10 days or so with that amount of people. And I'm telling you, my girl Joanne King, who has now officially become a travel agent, has always taken care of our travel. So whether we stayed at resorts or private properties, um, she's always kind of handled that, got, gotten us the best rates. So if you are the kind of person who can stay online and can dibble and dabble and finagle, um, then, then kudos to you. But if you don't have time or find that to be stressful, then I, I got a contact for you. So reach out to me, email me. I do not have her business information uh, only right now. I know this conversation is going to flow like this, but I stay <laughs> ready. So <laughs> email me, storylatte at live.com, and I will send you uh, my travel agent's information. And um, traveling is not as expensive as, as people may think. You can go to these places. It's all about planning and doing it in, in advance. So Brandon made um, a good suggestion, you know, you can do the one-stop shop thing, you know, get all inclusive that way. You just get there, and everything else is provided. Um, so you can also use travel agents to do that same thing or find new deals. But anyway, you can get there. You can get there, so. Take care of yourself and me, Joanne. In fact, make sure you do. Make sure you do get there. Like, you know, just um, I don't think, like, I I think that another thing that I've been noticing is that people don't travel enough. We don't, you know, we don't just get up and go somewhere enough, you know. So, um, I mean, now, present company excluded. You and I, we get up and go. We we get up and gone. But um, a lot of people, they just don't get up and go anymore. Like, um, like mom, she just took a, she's taking like a 12 Eight trip. She's in like New Zealand and she's in Ireland and all types of other madness. And she just like, hey, listen, I saw it on Groupon and I was like, I'm out. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And that's just what she does. She gets up and goes, you know. So, shout out to Mom Dukes. Shout out to Mom Dukes. Just like that when I grow up. And it's amazing <laughs> what you learn about. Amazing what you learn about yourself when you travel, what you learn about yourself, other people, different environments, you know, it's, oh, my God, it, it, it's definitely refreshing and, and, and something to do. I think the most stressful part to me is, is, is packing. I hate packing, and I have not found a way to do it um, stress-free. So if you got any tips on, on packing, uh, definitely call me, text me, email me. I need help. I've gotten better. I've, I've, I've gotten better with not overpacking, but I just hate the process of getting ready. I just want to get there. I just want to get there and have a good time. But that whole process of getting ready and packing up and dragging stuff to the airport, it, oh, my God, it's so stressful for me. I need to make more See, money. not for nothing, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind packing. It's unpacking for me. That's, like my stuff will stay packed up for weeks. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, you've been there. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, like now I gotta unpack. Nah. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. But so I mean, I'm I'm sure that it it wasn't about uh, the 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 great moves that we've been making. Um, So tell me, what's today's topic? What we got on the menu? Oh my God. So we we got a couple things on the menu. I. you know, your girl, I, I stuck my foot out there. Uh, well, I stuck my hand out there. I stuck my heart out there. How about that? 
And I promise people that every show this month we're going to um, share um, some motivational moments for those going through um, cancer or battling with domestic violence. So at the end of the show, just hold on, hold on. We we got a motivational moment for you. I mean, this this going to touch your heart. This going to touch your heart. So if you know someone who is um, battling with with cancer. Um, have them to dial in or chime in or join us on the live to catch our motivational moment. But until then, we're going to be messy just for a minute. We're going to be messy just for a minute. Um, but, oh, wait, wait a minute. Before we get into that, let me go ahead and make these announcements. we got a couple of um, businesses that we need to shine light on and recognize. So um, let's go ahead and do that real quick, and then we'll come back and uh, engage you all on this uh, messy topic we got for y'all today. That sounds good, Lee? Yo, let's get these bills paid. I'm with you. You want to be messy? Be messy. It's going to be messy. I like messy. You like that? I do. All right, y'all. Let's I'm going to advertise the perfect system for Instagram. And they say it's just what the neighborhood needed. When they brought a taste of Mississippi to East Garfield Park, they did a wonderful thing. So congrats to my girl Tina Cook and her partner Erwin McKinney. Creed on Lake is at 2806 West Lake Street. That's Creed on Lake. So y'all check it out. And when you get there, tell them story sent you. Y'all know Breast Cancer Awareness Month is this month, and there are all kinds of walks and campaigns to give support. Well, I'm forming a new team with A4DE, and that's Advocates for Disease Education, and we're all walking October 26th at Centennial Park. Join us in walking or making a donation. So visit the site A4DE.org for more information. And when ordinary just won't do, think custom. Think Basu custom shirts done by our very own Brandon Robinson. We know him as Brandon D. So if you want personalized custom shirts, contact Brandon at 678-881-4992. Or find him on social media under Basu Clothing on Instagram and Brandon Basu on Facebook. Those are our announcements this morning, so we thank you for tuning in. Let's get back to our show. You ready to be messy, D? Yeah, I'm ready to be messy. Um, so, so tell me what we got. Let's 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 get messy. What's what's good? All right, let's get messy. So I can't help but to just be a little bit disturbed about what's happening in um, our legal system, right? Um, not only is there disparate uh, treatment with sentencing guidelines, but um, I don't understand how long this thing going to go on. So I found myself wrapped up in the incident that's happening in, um, in Dallas, Texas. 
as we know, um, the ex-police officer and the guy that was on trial recently for an incident that happened a year ago where she shot her neighbor. Now, I started doing some research uh, on that, and this is before the, sen- the sentencing came up, Brandon, because I was looking at the accounts of the event. So I wanted to kind of research for myself. Now, this could be skewed because, as we know, sometimes the media don't give us the full story. But I'm just going to go with what I saw. I'm just going to share what I saw. So I was trying to understand, Brandon, how could someone walk into someone else's apartment and shoot them? And at some point not recognize that they're in the wrong apartment. And this someone is a police officer who's trained to pay attention to detail. So I, I had a hard time understanding how long did that take. And of course, I didn't hear this on the child I was listening, and maybe I missed it. So if you got some information to clarify this, you chime in on, on the live or, or chime in on the feed for this show. But, Brandon, I, I couldn't understand how could you walk into someone else's apartment or any apartment and not recognize it's not your home and begin shooting and you are a police officer in uniform. So I, so I can say this right here, right? I can say this right here. That defense absolutely does not work. I know plenty of people in the hood that got caught up in somebody else's crib and was like, oh, I'm not in my house. Oh, this this not mine. And you know, so that doesn't work. All right. So I, I I've known that defense um, many times. It, it doesn't work in real life, um, unless of course you know you're a white female cop. At which point, then it makes perfect sense because well, a white female cop. Um, and then and then at that, I, I know also many many of people that have gotten sentenced for murder. Um, well, maybe not many, but I know plenty of people that have gotten sentenced for murder and never got a hug from the judge. So um, there, there, there is a, an incredible difference here. Um, I, I, I do realize that there, there's some things going on, but let's get, let's get down to the fact. Like you said, are we talking about an individual that's trained by the police, um, especially in a sensitive in a sensitive area. So Dallas, they just they, they had um, some some casualties, um, and with, with police involved shootings. So they they are extra on alert. I get that. Um, however, if you got a guy in his pajamas watching TV, eating ice cream in his house, you can't just go in there and shoot the guy and say that you thought that it was your house. Because here's the thing. So, if, if, and I don't know if you came across this in your um, in your research, but based based off of what I know, they did not have the same furniture. They didn't have the same anything. So the houses were completely different, all the way to the floor mat outside the door. So, I mean, I don't understand. Like, how do you now? Now, here's here's my question: Did you get off on the second floor and your house is on the third floor, or did you walk completely down different sides of the hallway? Like, what what actually happened with that one? So, how could you possibly think that that was not your house? Yeah. Yeah, she, she got off on the yeah. wrong floor. But then I, I also uh, saw that um, there was a guy who testified. Uh, I kind of watched a piece of the trial. There was a guy that testified that said that, um, one, this person said that he was in the garage. So apparently their garage system, you, you drive around like a loop. You drive around. And that he said that there was uh, a vehicle that was driving fast. He was parking 
um, getting ready to, to, to get out of his car, and he noticed a vehicle driving, you know, at that speed, which later was identified as, as Amber. Uh, another thing that another witness said was that they heard conversations before the shooting took place. And a neighbor said that they heard him say, I think something about, why did you do that to me or why did you shoot me or something like that, and that there was two gunshots. Mm. Yeah. So and she missed also, the first one? Is that, is, that, is that what we think? Did she miss the first one? There were two gunshots. There were two gunshots. And in addition to that, there was, this is what I read last night after we talked, I read last night that there was, um, so she had some kind of encounter, affair, or relationship with another officer in which she texted him. Um, apparently she was on a conversation with him right before, during the period of time when they checked the phone, she was on a conversation, she was on the phone with him as she pulled through the garage. So when she was driving through the garage, came to the gate, she was talking to this person. Maybe they were having a heated conversation, I don't know. But then she texted him, I fucked up, I need you. This was time to be after the shooting. And so I guess during the trial, they, they, they were talking about um, that. But apparently the text messages were deleted and later recovered during the investigation. So her and the officer had deleted their conversation about what had happened. And um, it was later discovered. So isn't that, isn't that a pure injustice right there? Isn't that? Doesn't that violate some kind of criminal code? So at the very least, that sounds like, yeah, that, at the very least, that sounds like um, an accessory after the fact, right? Because um, he, didn't, he didn't call the police. So that would technically be accessory after the fact. Um, obstruction of justice is, I believe, when um, you don't, obstruction of justice is when you don't, uh, or when you impede an investigation, that's obstruction of justice, of justice when you impede an investigation. Does yeah, that sound about right? So, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you impede, well, yeah, when you impede, and, and I think that finding out who she was talking to and what was going on around this whole event is part of it. So my my question now has to be: Do you think that the other officers should be held uh, accountable as well? I, I I don't know because I, I didn't really think about that until you just mentioned um, that uh, maybe he should have called the police. And, and as an officer, what obligation does he have? And, and did she say I just called? But that's that's an interesting point. I never thought about I never thought about that. Being an officer of the law or officer of the court, what what are your responsibilities to adhere to you know legal guidelines and things like that in public and public safety? So that's that's a good point. And I've never thought about it. Um, like that, but I, I know that I found quite a, a few things that that happened, and that to be peculiar, as as everyone else, you know, do about that whole scenario, that whole situation, and it's just so unfortunate and so unsafe. And there we go, revisiting the issue again with the injustice of the legal system, you know. And then, Brandon, listen, how about this? The there was a predominantly white jury. A black judge, 
which I thought was 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 um, <laughs> was, was a good thing. Um, but I guess it's really not about us all the time. But I thought that um, <laughs> I, I was surprised that I was surprised that they yielded to the sentencing done by the jury. That was surprising um, for me. I, I thought so judges mandated that. I was just about to jury. say. So wait a minute. They let the jury decide That's, how much time she was going to get? I, I think, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the jury played a part in, in the sentencing, and I, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> what are we even talking about here? What are we even, talk, <laughs> what are we even talking about? What are we even talking about? I don't I even never, know. Okay, so let me just let you guys know. So I got into a, a collision uh, last weekend, actually, actually. And I got into a collision last weekend, and um, I was in the crosswalk. The guy hit my car, and I got a ticket for failing the yield, but he hit my car. So, um, I, and I got the ticket. Now, I get it. You know, stuff happens. But you mean to tell me that when I go to court, right, the judge can sit there and, and, and pass off the responsibility to somebody else to sentence me? I'm very uncomfortable with that. That that makes me really uncomfortable. How did that even happen? Brandon, I'm telling you, we we have uh, we know there's a flaw in, in our legal system. Well, we know there's a flaw in our punitive system. There there are all kind of flaws when it comes to applying justices uh, and and um, just adhering to the rights of us as African American people. I don't know what the answer is. Um, but I just want to encourage everyone to kind of be careful, you know, be careful um, <laughs> and listen. And I would say keep your doors locked, but then there's some issues about whether that man's door was locked or not, or whether it was really a jar. So it's just a lot of it's just a lot of weird things going on, and it's just so unfortunate that you know we innocently lose our lives to certain injustices and things like that. It, it's just a damn shame. It's just a damn shame. And that right there wraps it up. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Damn shame. Yeah. But we 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 promised you um, breast cancer survivors uh, a motivating message, and here is something warm and fuzzy um, and powerful from a 26 year old African American woman who was diagnosed with cancer. And here's what she want to say to those who are also walking on the same path. Let's play that. He, uh, in the beginning, I definitely could not, I didn't deal with looking at the scars well. And it's, it is true that, I, I like that you said that, that we all have scars, in the, some internal, some external. And the the only thing that's common about everyone's scars is that they are our own, and we either have to own them or they take us over. You know, and I wasn't owning mine at first. I was so, it, it was just so hard to look at the new me and even say this is me, like, you think when you're better, you go back to normal because, you know, when you get a flu, you get better, you go back to normal, right? <laughs> this, you get better and you're kind of like, you don't have any hair and your your breasts are gone and your eyebrows are gone and you're just like, what, how is this better than before? It is it, just really hard to accept. There was no, there was nothing that I did, you know, there, it's like, you think of consequences, right? But there was nothing that I did to cause a consequence and I couldn't. I just was having a very hard time coming to reality that this was going to be the rest of my life and that it wasn't going to change. If your hair goes back, your eyebrows kind of go back, 
your breasts, they're not coming back. And as crazy, it sounds, I don't know how it sounds to everyone else to say that, but like when I realized I wasn't going back to normal after everything that you go through when you're, when you're treating yourself, it just seemed, it seemed very unfair. And then I, it was like a why me type of thing. And I changed my why me, why not me. I, I'm strong enough to do this. I'm strong enough to be a testimony for women that are going through this. And that was, that's how I, I fight it. I fight it by fighting with other women and, and helping other women accept it. And I know I can't make it better because it, it just, it, it sucks. There's no other word for it. It's, I'm not going to lie and say there's some magic way to fight it, but I want to make, I want to help them accept themselves just that, that little bit better, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a texting, whether it's, you know, you need a platform for me to show you, or is, is there something from my treatment that I can show you to make it easier for you, or I can tell you, that's what I wanted to be, and that's how I decided to face my scars and face what I've been through. It's not over, and it's specifically that because as soon as you get that diagnosis, almost all of the women that I talk to, including myself, the first thing they think about is, I'm I'm going to die. That's the first thought that comes to your mind, and you, you when you especially when you're going through what you have to go through to get better, it doesn't feel like you're getting better. It literally feels like you're getting worse. And I just want them to know that it's all part of the fight and there's never been a war or a battle that's easy. And we don't get to pick how we fight. We don't get to pick, you know, oh, I want I just, I just, want a good day today. I want it to be an easy day today. It, it literally takes over a good part of your life, but it's not over. And it's, if you believe in your heart that you will make it, you can make it. And we, there are women that don't make it, and I've met met women that did not make it. And that's probably the hardest thing for me is to, you know, be there and and give them hope and hope that I'm helping them get through and they don't get, you know, the desired result. But it's still a mindset thing. If you're going through it with life, you end it with life. And that's life is so important. I know myself, I took it for granted. I, I wasn't present in my life, and I wasn't. I was always worried about what's next, what's following us now, what's in the future. And I, I hope that when a woman goes to this and they see me, they do find that life, they do grasp that present moment because that's all that matters. That's what matters is the now, and there is life after. My biggest. That's my biggest message for anyone. And beauty, of course, beauty. But without without life, you don't even get to see the beauty. You know what I mean? So. I, I would want any woman to know that it's going to be okay, and it is life, and she's not alone. She's not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. So just kind of raising up that message, um, reminding people uh, to reach out for resources, and it, it's hard. It, it's hard going through um, dealing with any kind of cancer. And especially something that, that alters or disfigures your body. We become attached to um, these things that we see, you know, on us externally. And, and it takes a strong person, a grounded person, with a lot of support, a lot of love, a lot of direction, um, to be able to recognize that you, the most important parts of you are the parts that are inside of you. And I can imagine how difficult that would be for anyone. So showing love to those who are battling with breast cancer. Um, may God be with you. 
um, for those who are caretakers, um, raising you up as well and, and wishing you all the best life that you can provide yourself during a difficult time. B, anything you want to say to these people before we exit um, the show? I'll, I'll be honest. The the only thing that I could really say is that um, it's, it's kind of like what, what girlfriend said. There, there's 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 no easy war. There's no easy fight. Um, I think of like in, in, in a time like that. I think of like um, like movies like Rocky, uh, movies like Creed. You know, um, where where you know you have to dig deep. You know, you have to you have to search within yourself to find something to grab onto to climb out of whatever you're feeling and then fight that fight. And um she said something that was powerful. You might not win, you know, but 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 it's better to go down swinging than to just lay down and die. So, um if that is your truth, if that is your reality, accept it and and, and don't and, and don't fall victim to it. Don't don't let that be your reality and that's it. Fight, teach, you know, assist, help somebody. Be the be the beacon of light in somebody else's life that you feel is missing from yours. Do do better. So so that in the event that you know you you do pass on, you know we all will. You know in the event that you do pass on from that fight, somebody else could sit there and look at your struggle and be like, you know what, I could do it just like that. I could fight too, and and they might and they might have a different um, circumstance or outcome rather. So I definitely um, for Breast Cancer Month want to do something. Um, I think that uh, for for so Basu clothing. All right, what we're gonna do is we're, we're making these um, pink ribbon shirts, and for every shirt that the Brew Nation buys, I'll donate some of the proceeds to um, the cancer organization uh, or the cancer research organization of Soy's Choice. So Soy gets to pick everyone that um, buys that. You can inbox me, call me, text me, email me. Uh, we'll post my card on Facebook and the website a little bit later. But um, one shirt, and I'll, I'll, yeah, so for every one shirt, I'll put that money into a cancer research organization of Soy's Choice. All right, hold me to it. Oh, we're gonna do that. We definitely gonna hold him to it. Hold him to it. All right, y'all. That's our time for today. <laughs> you know what they say: be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you hey. ask for. But y'all, I'll let him get your get your custom shirts done. Um, he's local. He's quick. He's he, he's um, resourceful, and uh, it's personalized. You know, it's it's all about you. So uh, have a good week. Thanks for hanging out with us in the cafe. We appreciate uh, your time. And, and go out and love on somebody and, and help a friend or a family member uh, who is either fighting or caring for someone battling with breast cancer. Y'all have an awesome weekend, and we'll see you next week. Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me 
in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. I know you can edit it on here. I just did it and it worked. Okay. Okay.